Welcome back. This is Rachel Prince, rentalpreneur and Airbnb realtor. And we're here with the Airbnb Entrepreneur Podcast with a wonderful, wonderful gal. Her name is Tashina. Today we're going to talk about the three keys to nailing your next investment home. And these three tips that Tashina has for us are really going to help you with any investment home or Airbnb property that you have. Tashina, I am super excited to have you on this podcast because I have uh, shown quite a few of your houses in Bates Hendricks, Indianapolis. I love what you've done with the place in Bates Hendricks. You've done a lot of flips Yay. over there. You, yes, you've worked with a lot of investors, and you are helping restore some of those old homes into their new beauty. And they were just so dilapidated, and just nobody wanted to pay any attention to them until it seemed like here's this gal. She comes along, and she's just doing wonderful things with the neighborhood. So, Tashina, welcome. And why don't you? introduce yourself to us and tell us all about Hamza or Hamza Realty. <laughs> sure. So um, like you said, my name is Tashina Hamza. My husband and I have a business where we actually um, renovate properties. Then I own a brokerage that's based here in Bates Hendricks. And I also own a design business where I do design for investors, um, whether it be retail flips or Airbnbs, rental properties, you name it. We're doing it all. So. Uh, it's pretty exciting. It's fun. And uh, like you said, it's, my husband and I, we came up with the, the theme that we're building the future and restoring the past. I met your husband uh, via another mutual investor uh, that you guys are, are uh, renovating his home. And I had said Hansa, and he kind of joked about it. Yes, well, there's many ways, depending on how I feel the day, uh, you know, how I say your, the last name, Hansa or Hansa. So it, do you notice that, Tashina? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If he's trying to be assertive, it's totally Hansa. Um, but if he's just <laughs> talking about normal, everyday things, it's Hansa. I just I love listening to him do his voicemail. He goes back and forth and back and forth. That's he's funny. To record his voicemail. <laughs> so that's hysterical. Well, that was kind of my first introduction to your husband. And what was his name again? Miguel. I love the fact that you have a design uh, modality to your business model because, first of all, I just love going through your houses and you know during some of these showings with my clients and it just you know it's just wonderful to see all the new little things like that new house and base Hendricks that you guys put the copper colored uh, gutters that you guys put over on that one new house it's just it looks so great today we're going to talk about the three keys to nailing your next investment home and these three tips that Tashina has for us are really going to help you with any investment home or Airbnb property that you have. We've got location, functionality, and design. And so Tashina, why don't you start us off with talking about why location is so important for your investment home and, and your, you know, your return on investment? Sure. So um, it really kind of depends on what your goals are. If you're going to flip a house, then you definitely want to be, I mean, honestly, any investment property, you really need to pay attention to what is close by. So as I talked with other investors on their Airbnbs, I think any place in the city is fantastic, but there are definitely key spots where the walkability is there and just, just the general atmosphere. Uh, our city is very popular. We've got lots of sports and things like that. And we're becoming quite the tech city, so people are traveling in and out of our city quite frequently, and Airbnbs are becoming super popular. I think that it's really important 
for location because I, I want those people to be walking to where they want to go. I want them to enjoy our city. I want them to not feel like they're just in a pocket of nothingness. They, they need to be close to everything. We do have Uber. We do have the blue Indy cars. But let's be honest, um, our city's pretty fantastic, and I, I like to see people out walking and enjoying it. Indianapolis is really fantastic, and it's just becoming more and more fantastic each year. I, I agree with you on location, 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 and that's part of the reason why I love what you're doing in Bates Hendricks, because Bates Hendricks is the, one of the closest neighborhoods south of downtown Indy. Two Chicks and a Hammer are there restoring that neighborhood as well. I think, did you, who, who uh, tell us, Tashina, who jumped in first, you or Two Chicks and a Hammer to that neighborhood? Um, two Chicks and a Hammer, they had done maybe one or two. I think they had done two when we popped down here. Um, I just kind of had been studying the market and seeing the, the prices for buying, and then I was seeing the prices rise for selling, and I thought this is, this is pretty cool, um, watching, watching it grow and develop. Well, I think that's really interesting that you kind of caught on to a trend. You already, you know, you had your eye on, on that area. You are, you know, it's kind of like when you're looking for an up-and-coming area that you're still going to get a deal with, but that also has a great, you know, a great distance or great proximity to a central hotspot, then, you know, that's what investors are looking for. They're looking for those areas. And you found that with Bates Hendricks. And then you kind of just ran with that area. I think that people don't necessarily want to be the first one to do right. the flips in that area. So I think you're kind right. of a, one of the leaders in that, in that neighborhood. Uh, but it also seems like, yeah, it, it, it's, you know, it's definitely with street by street in that area a little bit. So I, I think we definitely want our Airbnb folks to feel safe. And so, um, so yeah, I think you took a risk with that area, but it, it seems like a no-brainer. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the price range that you're seeing from when you started to, um, you know, to now? Because I know you can buy a house in that neighborhood for, you know, anywhere from 40,000 on average to 80,000 and then on up to the 100,000. No, there was only one other that had sold for 240 and then one that had sold for about 225. So, okay. at that point in time, I think that the average price per square foot was around $98 a square foot and we sold our first house for 110 a square foot. We sold for 250. Um, I remember now we sold for 10000 over the highest price that had sold in the neighborhood at that point in time. So um, that was pretty exciting for us and for the neighborhood as well. And that's when you knew. <laughs> You're like, yes, <laughs> we have going. something here. Yes. <laughs> well, so yes, I think we're, we're on it with location has to be, uh, especially for an Airbnb. For any investment home, I mean, it might vary with our location, but when we're talking about an Airbnb home, yes, location is essential to the downtown central corridor or just some hot spots, whether it be a beach or something, main attraction. Um, right. So let's move on to functionality, function here. And Tashina, tell us a little bit about what you mean by function when we're talking about investment homes. Sure. So, you know, we went through a phase where dining rooms were super important. Then we went through a phase where everybody was like, no, I want an open concept. I do not care about dining rooms. Well, now we're back to 
needing dining rooms. Our buyers are wanting that dining room, not necessarily like a traditional dining room, but a place to put a table in and to congregate. So I think understanding your market and understanding um, what those needs are has a lot to do with the functionality. Um, I think also another thing that I've noticed that it's very important to people is a secondary living space. And if you know anything about the, the downtown homes, there's not a lot of square footage. So getting that secondary living space has been a trick, but it's been a necessary trick. People, people are really appreciating that. Um, you know, husband and wife watching movies, maybe he wants to watch something totally different and needs to go upstairs. Or maybe it's card night with the guys and they want a secondary area for, for the guys to go to. So understanding what your market is wanting and how to make that function in a home, making sure that the flow of the house is, is appropriate. I feel like a lot of investors just go in there and put things exactly where they want to and don't take the time to think about how that home is going to function for that next person that buys it. Yes, I, I, I really like what you said about knowing what your market is. And I think when we're talking about Airbnb and how we relate that to Airbnb, we have to understand our market there as well. So understanding, are we attracting in tra business travelers? Are we attracting in groups? And if that's the case, then yes, we do need to have some areas where the groups can congregate, a living room, um, maybe a quiet desk area, a, maybe a dining room, a large table, and I know we'll get into that with design, and things like that. Absolutely. And, you know, I want to touch on that for a moment because I've traveled and, and stayed in Airbnbs as a family in different cities, and I, I have noticed the different functioning rooms and things like that or, or things that I wish that an Airbnb had. And I always mentally take those notes so that when I am working with my investors, I can tell them, you know what, I stayed in this Airbnb and I really wish it would have had this. Um, but like you said, different, different markets and different um, functions are necessary. And, like, and we are a market where there's a lot of business um, people traveling to. So understanding that and giving them what they need is, is so yeah. imperative. One of the houses that uh, had been on the market over on Span, uh, it was actually FS Houses was listing it, and it had been sitting on the market for a while, and nobody seemed to be interested in it. Well, it had a very interesting layout. It had kind of like a very small bathroom in the front and three bedrooms that were very, you know, seemingly spacious for considering, a very nice large dining room and living room, and yet and kitchen, and yet then it had this awkward exterior back unit that could be closed off by a door, but you could, it had like a, a upstairs vaulted small little loft area where you could have a bed and have a separate bathroom. Now, for a normal family, you know, who has a, a family of, you know, maybe two kids and a, a parents and two kids, that house doesn't really work very well. There's no master bed, master bath in the bed, master bedroom. The, the upfront bathroom is very small. And so for a normal family, that didn't really work. But when you're talking about an Airbnb group, you know, that made way more sense. And so sometimes I find just as a realtor myself that 
some of the houses that are just sitting on the market are really not going to – were either not designed for functionality well. They, they didn't keep that really in mind when they were designing it. Um, but also that they're just sitting on the market because the, the, they don't really uh, – they don't really – uh, they're not going to work for a normal family or couple and or, or individual in general. So um, those houses are the ones I typically look for for my investors. And, you know, they're doing quite well as Airbnbs because we did acquire that one. So it works out really well because now we have – we can uh, Airbnb the front unit and we can also Airbnb the back unit or we can make it one big house with two bathrooms. So it's a, a strange house, but it works for the Airbnb, but not necessarily for a family. Exactly. That's a very interesting um, way to, to approach it. The quirky ones, the ones that maybe don't flow, like you said, for the general retail client, but can really appeal to an investor um, yeah. looking for that. I've, I've noticed that bedrooms or the ability to put multiple beds in bedrooms has been quite yeah. um, quite important as well. Uh, the mutual investor that we know when he came to town with all of his other investor buddies, it was it's it was quite a feat to find a home that of the right size for all of them to be able to stay there and it function like they needed it to. So yeah, I know, and I had wished they had told me sooner because I had just booked all of mine. So yeah, I'm, I'm sure <laughs> glad you found something for them. But yeah, that was that was interesting. Well, um, I want to move on to the last one here, which is design, which I think might just be your favorite. It seems like it's my favorite with you because I love your design. So hey. why don't you tell us a little bit about how that incorporates into uh, you know working with investors? Sure. So. Design is definitely my passion of the three, um, and it, it came to me, I was doing my own projects, and another investor reached out to me, and he's like, you know, I really like what you're doing. Would you mind helping me with my project? And it kind of blossomed from there. And what I found was everybody was really designing for the, the general public. They were designing very monotone, very safe. And I just talk to my investors and I tell them, I understand Investing 101 tells you mutual or, you know, monotone, monotone, you know, appeal to everyone. But like I told them, if, if somebody's looking at an Airbnb or if somebody's looking at a home to buy and they look at three or four and two or three of those are yours and they look exactly the same, they're going to go with the last one just because that's what they remember and there was something to fall in love with. Um, and that's yeah. kind of how I, I talk to my investors. I explain to them, I don't need everyone to love my house. I need the right ones to love my house. I need that buyer or that person that's looking for an Airbnb that just stands out to them. I do the same thing when I'm looking for an Airbnb. I click through the pictures. Oh, boring, boring, boring. Oh, this one's cool, you know. So right. I, I think that incorporating some design aspects, giving it some pop, some color, some excitement is what helps bring those people to your home. Um, you're going to have the people that love it, but you're going to still have people that don't like it, and that's okay. Um, you just need those people that love it. So. Uh, yeah, that's a really great point about that. And I kind of 
think that when I have a, a listing, I'm like, you know, I just need the right buyer. I don't need all the buyers. I don't need all the offers. Right. I just need one great one or, you know, if several would be great. Typically, if someone falls in love with it, they're going to pay the price you're asking for. Where if they just like it, they're going to try to negotiate more. So you really want to appeal to people to make them fall in love with your home and not just like it. Well, Tashina, it's uh, always a pleasure to speak to you. And how can people get a hold of you? Sure. So my phone number is 317-800-4438. And my email, which is probably the easiest, is Hanza, H-A-N-Z-A, period, realty, R-E-A-L-T-Y, at gmail.com. It's been a pleasure, and I look forward to doing more business with you and getting to show you more designs and things. Absolutely. And maybe we'll see you at that Bates Hendricks uh, uh, Realtor Open. I think you got to have one. I'll be there. I'll be there. Okay, good. (laughs) Look forward to it. Well, Tashina, thank you so much for your input today. I'm sure everybody is going to get at least one little gem out of it. And so I want to thank you very, very much. Thank you, Rachel. Thanks for asking me to be on. If you think you have what it takes to become an Airbnb host, then I encourage you to go ahead, sign up. It's free. Get started. You can use my Airbnb host link below in the show notes or go to rentalpreneur.com and there's a link on there. And if you like this podcast, then go ahead, feel free to like, subscribe, and or comment. I love to hear what's going on out there in the world of Airbnb and sharing economy. And lastly, if you're interested in being on this show or have show ideas, then go ahead and email me at info at rentalpreneur.com. All right, guys. Well, that's it for today. See you on the flip side.